glad that you are here this morning. If you are visiting with us, we're especially glad to have you. Our pastor, Joe Kate, is on a retreat this morning with the youth who are going through confirmation. My name is Cindy Davis, and I am the worship coordinator for this service. And we are blessed this morning to have Nelson Stokes, who is one of the retired ministers here in our church, who will um, do the message for us. Um, Joe has a couple of announcements for us this morning, and while I am doing that, if you have any prayer concerns, if you would like to raise your hand, our ushers will bring you a note card and a pencil, and you can write your concern on that, and then um, we will pray for those things during our prayer this morning in the service, and we also have a Tuesday morning prayer group who meets and prays for um, your concerns as well. We have exploring membership classes for anybody who is interested in joining the church. And Joe has said that we have everybody come to those classes from the very first time they've ever been to the church all the way up to they're getting ready to join. They meet the first Sundays of the month at 10 o'clock in the social hall. And if any of you are considering joining, the next Sunday that Joe will be doing um, joining during the service will be May 15th and he'll do it in both worship services so you can choose if you'd like to join during the 9 a.m. or the 11. And today we're going to continue with our mission and service worship theme that's um, we're focusing right now on supporting um, local agencies and one of our own members Brett Claycamp will be here today to talk to you about Upstate Warrior Solutions, so you'll see him a little later in the service to fill you in on that. Um, Adam Wycliffe has said that if you missed an opportunity to have your picture taken for our church directory, he is going to be taking photos next Sunday on the 17th and the following Sunday on the 24th. He'll do that after the 11 o'clock service in the narthex in front of the um, sanctuary. And if those times just really don't work for you, he said you can contact him and he'll make an appointment for you at a different time. And unfortunately, I do have one piece of sad news to share with you this morning. We did lose um, Tom Hammond yesterday after a battle with cancer. And his service will be here tomorrow at 1 o'clock in the afternoon, and there will be a visitation to follow that. Um, Leanna Morris is our interim children and family director, and she has an announcement for you this morning as well. Um, I would just like to remind everybody that your quarterly statements are in the back. If you didn't get that walking in, you can get it on your way out or on your way to Sunday school. Um, VBS is coming up in June. It starts Sunday, June 12th. If you're interested in volunteering and you don't know where you'd like to be, feel free to talk to me or if you'd like to sign up your child, I have a sign-up sheet in the back or you can send me an email. And next Sunday, the 17th, we're going to have a special combined Sunday school hour here in the FLC. Um, back in 2013, you all were very supportive in my project to build a church through Samaritan's Purse. And the man who started that church in Pakistan, Bishop Mushtag, will be here to speak with us and share their story. And they actually just added on a huge new worship center. 
so they have a lot to share, and it's a real, he has a really cool story, so I would love for you to join us in here next week at 10 a.m. Thank you. Everybody, please stand and sing with us. Thank you for allowing us all to come and meet here this morning and uh, allowing us um, the chance to come and praise you and be Christians. Um, I want to ask you, please prepare our hearts and minds for worship and receive this message. I want to ask you to place your hand on Pastor Stokes as he delivers the message. Uh, guide him and, and help him display your word and move us through his sermon. Uh, I also want to ask you to go with us this week through our daily lives and place your spirit on us and remind us of why we're here and what we do this for. In your name I pray. Amen. Bye. 
your neighbor. Children, come forward for the children's sermon. guys doing? Okay, last week was kind of gross. Just saying, we don't have anything gross this week, okay? All right, so last week we talked about Q-tips and that everybody has earwax 
and that if we turned our Q-tips like this, it kind of made a cross, right? And everybody has sin, which would kind of be our earwax, and that um, Jesus died for us so that we could have a relationship with God. And that's kind of like a daily reminder. Depends on how often you clean your ears, really. Okay. So, this week, we are going to um, talk about <clears throat> Jesus being asked a question. So, Jesus was asked a lot of questions by a lot of different people. People who knew a lot and people who didn't know a lot. and People who had a lot of faith and people who didn't have a lot of faith. And one of the questions that was asked was by a guy who said that he kept all the rules. Do you have rules in your house? Thomas has no rules in his house. We have rules in our house. Whether the kids believe we have rules in the house, I'm not really sure, but we have rules in the house. Okay. Do you have chores or responsibilities, things that you're kind of expected to do? Yeah. Okay. Well, um, we have things like... uh, Uh, make your bed, or get your morning clothes on without being asked, or kind of that kind of stuff, right? Get get your breakfast without being asked, yes. Okay, so um, there's a number 10 in the Bible, and it comes on this big stone tablet. Do you remember what that was? The Rock, the Ten Commandments. We are right on target. Okay, so they, back in the day, they had some rules, right? They had ten commandments. Commandments are rules or guides, right? Yeah, you hanging with me here? You've heard this story before. Okay. (laughs) All right, so um, one of the commandments, do you remember what the first one was? (gasps) Tyler Hansen says, put no other gods before me, right? And it was God speaking. I'm so proud of you for that. High five. That was awesome. Okay. So, that's kind of the gist of God and God's love is put me first and kind of everything's going to fall into place. Okay, so back to the things that you do at your house, your responsibilities. Well, I'm going to tell you a true story. I was responsible for, I didn't have any siblings to split my responsibilities up with, so I was in charge of laundry and vacuuming and keeping up with a lot of different things. So, um... I lied. My parents would come home. I was older than you guys, so I was staying at home by myself in the summer, and my parents would come home, and they would ask if I had done the laundry or the vacuuming. And you ask, how can you do the laundry and the vacuuming and lie about it and your parents not realize it because obviously you have to fold the laundry and you have to vacuum. You get these little lines in the carpet, right? Well, I would do what I really wanted to do, which was read. I loved to read. Awesome. So I would read. Does anybody do what they want to do before they do what they're supposed to do? Yes, me too. All the time. We have the, a Wii at our house, and we love to play the Wii, and that might be our thing. Well, for me, for Miss Rochelle, it was reading books. So I would lie when my parents would come home. I would think, oh, my goodness, I've got 30 more minutes before they come home. I would take the vacuum cleaner. I wouldn't turn it on, but I would make the lines in the rug. (laughs) True story. I don't think I've ever told my parents. Okay, so here's the deal. In Mark, this guy comes up to Jesus, and he says, 
um, somewhere in here, he says, I promise he does. He says that, um, what do I need to do to uh, have eternal life? So it's kind of like me saying, what do I need to do so that I can read? Or what do I need to do so I can play the Wii? Okay, so this guy asks, what do I need to do to have eternal life? And Jesus says, well, and he recites the Ten Commandments, right? Do not murder, do not commit adultery, put no gods before me. And the guy says, oh my goodness, well, I've done that. I've totally done that. I've kept all the rules and laws. Do you think he really kept all the rules and laws? Mm -mm. I ran the vacuum cleaner over the carpet to make the lines, but I didn't actually turn it on. So I didn't really... I mean, I made it look like I kept the rules, right? I made it look like I did the right thing, but I didn't. And so Jesus, Jesus knows this about this guy. He's like, I can see through you. I can see through you. And so he says, okay, well, if you've kept all the rules, then you need to go sell everything and give your money to the poor and then come follow me. And the guy was like, oh. <gasps> Could you sell your Wii, Ryan? No. Obviously, I could not give up my books. Um, so I had a really hard time with that. You know why? Because it was really getting at the heart of the issue, which is putting God first, putting others first. Kind of crazy. It's kind of deep. Nothing gross. Okay? What do you guys think? Okay, so when Mommy and Daddy or granddad and grandmama, or somebody in your family asks you to do something, think, hmm, am I going to be like Mr. Shell and lie and fake about the vacuum lines in the carpet, or am I really going to do it because that's helping love my family? Let's pray. Dear God, thank you for your love. Thank you for knowing what we really do. Help us to love you. In Jesus' name, amen. At this point, I would like to invite Brett Claycamp to come up and tell you about Upstate Warrior Solution and how we can support that ministry from our own church. Hey, good morning, everybody. Uh, first off, thank you for being here. And I know Joe's not here, uh, but I really appreciate the opportunity he's given for me to explain the organization that I work for. Uh, so, Upstate Warrior Solution. We're a nonprofit organization. We have a 501c3, uh, and with we're a veterans outreach program. Uh, we do outreach, and we do education, employment, and housing. We assist these veterans with all these things. Guys getting out, whether they're wounded, they're dishonorably discharged, anything. And also another thing people get confused with is everybody thinks for the Wounded Warrior Project. That's not the case. That's not the case at all. We're community-based. We're in the Upstate, and we're staying in the Upstate. And uh, that's. That, that's the main point of where we're doing with our location. We're not going to go anywhere. But I, I want to give you a story real quick. And I want you to understand exactly what we do when it comes to housing, 
and then I'm going to discuss employment. So I've got a veteran, he was homeless since 1992, lived in Spartanburg, got out, uh, he was a sergeant in the army, and he was homeless, he, he got out, he was couch hopping for a little bit, and then he, he decided just to live under a bridge. I can't give you the exact location, but uh, he, was, he was struggling. He had alcohol abuse, mental disability, things like that. That man is now has a job. He goes to the VA once a week for mental health. And he also is steadily, with his employment, he's been able to start school. He's on the path for an associate's degree. This man's 56 years old. And uh, I won't, it, it wasn't just me. It was a team in Spartanburg, Upstate Warrior Solution, that was able to put him on that path because we conducted our outreach. We, we made a, we got a relationship with him. We were able to understand what he was going through and things like that. We have guys, we have Marines and all, and all sorts of individuals in our organization that are able to relate on, these, on this basis with these guys. And uh, when we host about uh, two or three golf, golf tournaments a year, and with those, that's how we run our donations so far. We're also getting off of a, uh, a grant through American Warrior Partnership. And that's how we're funded right now. We started up in 2013, and we just took off last year in about June or July. And um, also, I was going to bring brochures, but I uh, got a little rushed this morning, so I left them all at the house. So forgive me on that. So I want to run through some things with you and uh, just kind of give you our mission and whatnot. Uh, so our mission, uh, we reunite warriors with the community uh, so they don't get lost in translation. You know, the, the military is a hand. Uh, a lot of guys join at the age of 18. And they have that hand, but when they get out, they have nothing. They don't know what to do. They don't know what to do. Uh, and, and for an example, myself, I was lost. If it wasn't for my wife, Catherine, I would have been. I, I wouldn't have had a path to go down. I, I didn't know what to do. She helped me. She helped me in the you know the right ways that needed to be done. But Upstate Warrior Solution grabbed my hand because the, the army let go of me. The, the army pushed me aside and said, "Okay, you're done. You're out." And Upstate Warrior Solution grabbed my hand. And when they did so, I. I was kind of weary at first because I was done with the whole military scene, done with it. I'm now enrolled in school and I'm finishing my bachelor's degree. I have two years left. They put me through a fellowship program for professional development because I honestly, I worked at Mutt's Barbecue before I joined the Army and I had no idea about the civilian world. And uh, so, and now I'm gainfully employed through them. I'm now a project manager uh, for in the Spartanburg region to eliminate veterans homelessness in Spartanburg. And also, uh, I've assisted veterans and gotten them from living under the bridge. And that wasn't, there's been more than just that case. We've taken people that have lived under the bridges and Miracle Hill, things like that, and given them affordable housing, things like that. Used, uh, Spartanburg, uh, used the Spartanburg Housing uh, Association. And we've gone through them to house our veterans. And things like this. What, what are we looking at right here? Did we, uh, has everybody seen the, uh, the, the roof build? that was up there where's anyways so we were able to use guy roofing as well um, we've connected with guy roofing uh, for a veteran who had a roof that was leaking and things like that we connect veterans with resources and we make a relationship with that resource and uh, to assist our veterans with that so and also what can the church do for this program so I'm going to take something, let me, I want to get this right. This is uh, from General Robinson, one of the Marines. Uh, he was a retired uh, two-star Marine uh, general, and uh, he's on our board of directors. He always says, you can either make, you can either be the pig or the chicken. 
You can be, have a contribution or a sacrifice. And when I say a sacrifice, I don't mean, you know, you can, don't mean money or anything like that. A sacrifice with your time. Guys, this church has some very successful career-oriented people in this church. Our veterans need that. They, uh, they need to know the path they need to be on, uh, how, how to develop their career, how to begin. You know, do I need a communications degree to work in construction? Whoa, what? No, you don't. We need, we need those kind of things. If you want to volunteer, you can volunteer and through those things. And yes, we accept donations and things like that, but we, are, uh, we really need, we call them warrior guides. We would really love the sacrifice of your time for a guide for our warriors and to help them push through and get into society. Because a lot of them get stuck, and they, uh, they, become, a, they become a data entry, and the VA looks at them as they have you know, mental problems or alcohol abuse. That's not the case at all. Um, so I hope you can take away some things from this, and uh, if you have any questions, please feel free to ask uh, anything. Thank you. Have a good one. Soldier. Soldier, hold up a minute. Since you forgot the brochures, drop down and give me 50. <laughs> <laughs> you can uh, get those uh, brochures uh, here, and uh, somebody can put them in the bulletin next week if we get them. Okay? Thanks a lot. Appreciate it. Prayer. All right, that's me. Uh, Y'all do things just a little bit differently from what we do them, or what I used to do them. We've got uh, a prayer list. Too close? Got a prayer list, or at least two, uh, Carl and uh, Denise Smith, and Joe and Wanda Bolin. Now, do I keep this for the next service, too? All right, you keep that. Any others that you didn't write down, you just want to remember somebody, you don't have to call their names, you just raise your hand and we'll remember those too. All right, would you join with me in prayer? Lord, first of all, we thank you for this day and we thank you for those who serve, not only here at the church serve in the community, serve in the military. We thank you for those everywhere who serve, and we pray that we continue to serve in your name. Lord, the pageantry and the clamor of Easter celebration subsides now, and life goes on. We believe, Lord, that you are risen, and we believe and we praise your holy name. But Lord, this past week, the dull ache with which so many live has returned. Belief and faith wane. Doubt creeps under the door as life's everyday problems distract and overwhelm us. And yet, Lord, here we are. Here we are risen and crashing into our ordinary lives with your extraordinary offer of eternal life, of peace, of a home 
for which we all long. Lord, we pray that you would forgive us when our doubts and crisis numb our awareness of your Holy Spirit. You're with us in all seasons. Forgive us when we try to withdraw, when we try to flee, and free us from the prison of our own making. Lord, we pray this in the name of Jesus the Christ. And we ask that you would hear us as together we pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Okay. Before we do that, um, I am Nelson Stokes, and I'm retired. I retired last July, and I said I was not going to do anything at all for a year. And so far, I have it except for two things. One, I helped with the communion because the guy who was there uh, was not ordained or licensed, and I turned down a homecoming six times until they sent my aunt to ask me and they knew I wouldn't turn her down and so I did that. How I got here is Joe got all the ministers, retired ministers together and gave out little cards and says, what do you want to do? I said, nothing. And then he sent us an email and everybody put down something except August the 10th. And Frida, my wife, said, well, why don't you send it back? And I said, okay, but I'm going to send it back. I'm not doing anything. She said, that's fine. She said, I don't guess they'll have anybody. And I said, well, that's fine with me. They'll get somebody, but I'm just not going to do it. And she said, well, just do something. And she kept on and on. And finally, I went in there to check, no, I'm not going to do anything. And I just got aggravated. And I checked that yes and sent it off before I realized and I said, oh man, I checked yes instead of no. So that's the reason I'm here. <laughs> Joe came to see me Monday and talked with me about what was going on and he went over this, this, and this and I'm still not sure what's going on except I've got to read the scripture and pray a little bit. And he asked me a question. Now, some of you have retired, you probably know this, but he asked me a question that I was not really prepared for. He said, how is it with you and Frida since you're together all the time in retirement? He said, you have any problems? I said, well, we're not together all the time. I said, when I need to, I say, well, I'm going out to the woods or I'm going to uh, plow or I'm going down to the shop and work on some equipment. And then sometimes she'll say, you need to go to the shop and work on some equipment. And that's not a question, that's a statement. And I said, you know, we get along fine when she does that. And I said, the other day, she surprised me. And uh, I said, sometimes she surprises me. 
she told me what we were going to have for supper. And I had gone down to the shop because she had said I needed to go to the shop and work and not come home till about 3 o'clock because she was doing stuff. But she was crocheting. And she, when I came in, she said, I've been crocheting all day. And she said, I'm tired. And we're going out to eat. Now, she had promised to cook something for me. And her surprise was that we were going out to eat. And I told him, I said, sometimes you just got to let them know who's boss. And I said, I put my foot down and I looked her right in those baby blues and I said, okay, but I'm not going to pick the restaurant. (laughs) And folks, I walked out of there happy with the assurance that I had let her know who boss is. So that's... That's how we got here, and that's the little conversation that Joe and I had Monday, but I had not expected that. Today we're going to talk a little bit about something that some of you may know about. Some of you have no idea what I'm going to talk about in a minute, but some of you do. The scripture that we're going to read today, I think, comes from the 10th chapter of Mark. I guess, yeah, we've got it up here. And we're going to go through the 27th. Hear the word of the Lord. Now Jesus is in the region of Judea, and he's about to get up to leave. And as he gets up to leave, a man runs up to Jesus, fell on his knees before him, and said, Good teacher, what must I do to inherit eternal life? And Jesus said, Why do you call me good? No one is good except God alone. You know the commandments, do not murder, do not commit adultery, do not steal, do not give false witness, do not defraud, honor your father and mother. And he's a teacher, all these things I've kept since I was a boy. Now listen to this, Jesus looked at him and he loved him because he knew this guy was telling the truth. And then Jesus said, but one thing you lack, go and sell everything you have and give it to the poor, and you'll have treasure in heaven. Then come and follow me. At this, the man's face fell. He went away sad because he had great wealth. And Jesus, looking around, said to his disciples, how hard it is for a rich man to enter the kingdom of God. And the disciples were amazed at his words, but Jesus said, Children, how hard it is to enter the kingdom of God. It's easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for a rich man to enter the kingdom of God. And the disciples were even more amazed and said to each other, Then who can be saved? And Jesus said, For human beings, it may be impossible. But for God, all things are possible. Folks, this is a word from God to us, the people of God. Amen. How many of you are DIY? Thank you. Good. The rest of you have no idea what I'm talking about, but they do, so I'll tell you. Do it yourself. How many of now you can raise your hand that you know what a DIY is? Do it yourself. Sometimes I know I'm a DIY guy. I can do it. Not long ago, 
we needed one of these little buildings to put our um, lawnmower in. So I went over to one of the stores down here, and I bought one of those little buildings. I had looked at it and looked at it, and I wasn't going to buy it, and finally they had it on sale, and it was so cheap that I thought, I can put this together. I went online, and they showed me all the details how to put this thing together. And so I got out there. I put the floor in. You know how many screws are on the floor? A bunch. Then I put the side up. I had four panels down this side. I think the panels have about six or eight screws in them, and every screw turns seven or eight times. And some of them have washers, and some of them have nuts on them. Got this four down this way, three down this way, started one down this way, and guess what? There was a piece missing. Now, folks, you may not believe this, but this is the truth. The reason I know it's the truth is because I'm telling you from here, if I'd have told you from the outside, I know that you would have had doubts. But the piece that was missing was J41. I called Frida and I said, Frida, I just need J41. Find it for me. Had all the pieces laying out. Couldn't find J41. I called my son. He couldn't find J41. Called my son-in-law and he couldn't find J41. I said, I know if these three people can't find J41, I don't have J41. So I'm going back to the store to get the J41. Then I get to laughing. I said, God, that is really humorous. I said, J41. I said, you ought to be a comedian. Just for one piece. I can't finish the building. I said, that's good, God. Just for one piece, J41. I can't finish the building. The building is useless to me. So I go back to the store. Talk with this woman at the uh, customer service. And I said, I bought a building. And I've already got it put together. I'm missing J41. And I'd like for you to go back there and just take one out of the box. And, and then I'll go on my way and finish my building. She said, I'm sorry, sir. If you'll bring your building back, we'll replace it. And I said, no, you don't understand. I said, I already got the floor in. I got four pieces down this side. I got three pieces on the back side. I got one on this side. All I need is J41, and I can finish the building. She said, well, I'm sorry you're having so much trouble, sir, and if you'll bring it back, we'll give you another one. I said, no, you don't understand. I said, I've got the floor then. They got a lot of screws in the floor. I've got four pieces down this way. They're about six or eight screws in each one. Each screw turns seven or eight times, and I've got four pieces, three on here, one. I said, do you know how many times it would take to take those out put them back in, and I've already got them in. I said, you realize how many times I'd have to turn those screws? I said, all I need for you to do is to go back there, take one out of the box. The box will still be nice and neat. You wrap it up. We send it back. That way I don't have to take it back. You don't have all these pieces. She said, I can't do that. And I'm sorry, sir, if you'll bring it back, we'll be glad to replace it. Well, I don't know about you folks, but I had already passed frustration. And sometimes when I pass frustration, I don't act exactly, I act like some of you guys. 
and I looked at her and I said, well, I can. And I turned around and I started back to the back and I said, Lord, if I could just meet some of those guys back there that put these buildings together, I said, they'll know what I'm talking about. And, I and lo and behold, there was a guy, two guys coming my way. One of them had a, a red vest on, the other one had a blue vest on, and I explained to them what I needed. And you know what they said to me? Do you have any idea what they said to me? Guy looked right straight at me and he said, Well, I'm sorry, sir, that you're having so much trouble with your building. And if you'll come back here, we'll take one out of this other one and you'll be on your way. <laughs> Folks, I want you to know that sometimes just lacking one thing is awful frustrating. It will get you. One thing can be awful frustrating. Now think about it. Of all the people that came to Jesus, this rich young ruler was one of the few who went away unfulfilled. He had everything going for him. This guy had just about everything going for him. He was rich, he was young, he had a tremendous personality, he was respected by others, he was ruler, he had high morals, he uh, was sincere in his spiritual desire, he was the ideal young man. I'm going to tell you, be the kind of person I'd want my daughter to marry, be the kind of person I'd want to be if I was still young. I didn't want to be it when I was young then, but I'd want to be it now. This guy had it all. And he runs up to Jesus and he falls on his knees and he kneels before Jesus and he said, Jesus, what do I have to do to get to heaven? Now, I would imagine that's a question that all of us would like answered. What do I have to do to get to heaven? All of us will know that. His question was right, but his assumptions were wrong. His question was based on false assumptions. First false assumption was that goodness could be achieved. Second was eternal life could be earned. And third was that everything has a price, no matter what it is, even heaven. And the first thing Jesus does is destroy these false assumptions. And Jesus reminds this young man that no one is good but God. And while this young man may have, uh, he was faithful in a lot of things, he was faithful in many things. He still needed one thing. There was only one thing he needed to complete his life. It was like that building, I just need one thing. And if I didn't have that one thing, that building was useless. And if this guy doesn't have this one thing, he's not going to make it. And Jesus told him what the one thing was. He said, what you need to do to solve your problem is go sell everything you have, give it to the poor, and come and follow me. And folks, that was just a little bit more 
than this guy could stand. And the scripture says, his face dropped and he went away sad because he had a lot of things. And this guy was so close and yet so far away. How many times have we heard that saying, so close yet so far away? And not understood it. Well, here you can see it. This guy was so close and yet so far away. And so he went away unfulfilled because he had a lot of things. Then Jesus reminds his disciple that the kingdom of God is not for sale. And folks, I know that we've had this scripture for a long time. Some people have had it longer than others. And we still have people that don't understand that the kingdom of God is not for sale. Jesus tells his disciples the kingdom of God is not for sale. The kingdom of God does not come as a result of our own efforts or our achievements. It's not a result of anything that we do. It's God's initiative and it's God's grace that we have eternal life. When the disciples ask, well, listen, we don't have a whole lot. And if the rich can't get into heaven, who can? I mean, after all, they got everything. And if they can't get there, who can? And Jesus tells them, well, for human beings, there are a lot of things that are impossible. But for God, there is nothing that is impossible. And I read this scripture and read other scriptures and there are a lot of things that I find that are humorous that I see on television and I see people talking about, uh, especially some of the scientists that tell us things that are going to happen in the, in the future are things that can't happen. And I'm thinking, well, Jesus said that for God, all things are possible. So how can these things not happen if God wants them to? But anyway, that's a different message. Now, folks, I want you to understand that this, this is not a story about money. If this were a story about money, we could all buy our way into heaven. We could turn in our 401Ks and our IRAs, but none of us earn eternal life. No matter what we do, we can't earn eternal life. We can keep the Ten Commandments until we're blue in the face. And we can give our paychecks to UMCOR. How many of you know what UMCOR is? United Methodist Committee on Relief. We can give our checks to UMCOR. And we can sing in the praise band. We can sing in the choir. We can sing praises to God every day. And that still won't get us a place in heaven. Because see, the kingdom of God is not for sale. The kingdom of God has never been for sale, and the kingdom of God never will be for sale. The poor can't buy it with their poverty. The rich can't buy it with their riches. It's a gift from God. It's a free gift. All you have to do is receive that free gift from God. I want you to think about it for a minute. Think about where you are this morning. Do you have anything that comes between you and God? 
It may not be a big thing. It may just be a little thing. It may not be a whole lot of things. It may just be one thing. Just like this guy. For me and my building, it was J41. And without J41, my building wasn't complete. It was useless. Couldn't do a thing with it. For this young man, it was his possessions that kept him from being complete. From being who God called him to be, who Jesus wanted him to be. What one thing do you have this morning that stops you from being who God calls you to be? Lord, we thank you for this day. We thank you for this time. And we thank you that you have given us the opportunity to come and worship. Now, through your spirit, remove anything that stops us from being who you call us to be. In Christ's name. Amen. This time we'll ask the ushers to come forward. No, we got a modern affirmation. Do we have time? All right. Would you stand and join with me as we affirm our faith? We are not alone. We live in God's world. We believe in God who has created and is creating, who has come in Jesus, the Word made flesh, to reconcile and make new, who works in us and others by the Spirit. We trust in God. We are called to be the church, to celebrate God's presence, to love and serve others, to seek justice and resist evil, to proclaim Jesus, crucified and risen, our judge and our hope. In life, in death, in life beyond death, God is with us. We are not alone. Thanks be to God. Amen. Please be seated, and at this time we would ask the ushers to come forward.
please stand and sing with us. just come up here on Sunday and this happens or do you practice we have a practice once a week practice once a week so you take time out and practice right mm -hmm. and set all this up on Sunday it stays set up. somebody else sets it up but you you practice somebody sets the stage up somebody runs the music somebody runs this and all you guys do is have to come in and enjoy it I hope you're thanking these people up here for their time practicing. That one back there and this one over here. Thank you.
Because without those kind of things, this doesn't happen. And some people don't know that. They come in and say, well, I wonder where so-and-so is. I thought they'd be here. Be sure and you always think people who set up and take down, because if you hadn't done it, every week and week in and week out is a job. Go in peace with the love of God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Great week.